Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Hammerhead Sharp. I thought about titling this Breaking Bad, but there may be some who don't know or wouldn't understand the wordplay, especially Hollywood. Okay, so now we can move into the painful reality of this message, which is that we all have bad in us, and we are naturally inclined to protect it, to nourish it, and when we agree with it, we allow it to have its way, and in so doing, we become self-justified and justified in doing so. Now, you're probably getting used to me saying this, but so why should I stop saying it? I've already chatted about the good, evil thing in several messages each taking its own course in our minds and hearts. Repetition is not a bad thing, given God did it, and in his fluid revelatory way, will say a similar thing, applying a different meaning depending on who you are and what you are going through. If he didn't do this, he wouldn't be a relational living God. He moves within our lives from birth to death. Imagine the surprise of those who rejected him, only to find out that he had been with them their whole life, right on the doorstep of their heart, waiting to be asked to come in and take up residence. Nope, I can't do it. I cannot imagine that significant of an error in judgment, especially with so much evidence that he is real, alive, and really alive. So I saw a comic from Casual Christian Comedy 2, which you get on Facebook, that was addressing the issue with repetition. It showed a classroom with the teacher looking at her students the four gospel writers, talking specifically to three of them. This is what she stated that no doubt would have happened today if they were still around. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, see me after class. Your book reports are surprisingly similar. Redundancy and repetition are good. After all, it is what helps us to be successful in life, right? Run, 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 sing, 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 spell, 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 knock, knock, knock. You see, without it, we wouldn't have any need for the brain or muscle memory. The more we remember things, the less we are required to expend the initial energy it took to remember it. Recalling something requires less energy, having been practiced up, so now your energy and thoughts can be expended on actually accomplishing that for which you have practiced. God is indeed brilliant. So as I already stated in this very message, some things have already been covered. But surely a new revelation on the same topic is sure to come. I've heard some say that there is no new revelation from God. Now I believe this person was talking about the office of a prophet and how some of them are speaking sideways out their mouths. And yes, they should be tested. And what they say should line up with the Bible. As we know, many false prophets have already gone out into the world to deceive you who do not take your Christianity serious enough to attend a church of some kind, or to read your Bible sufficiently enough to know God and to obey what he had written down for our sakes, by the authorship of his Holy Spirit. Yuppie doopie, if this is you, you just got mad at what I said. But I didn't say it, so that you would get mad, for who has time for that silliness in these days? Jeremiah 5.31 The prophets prophesy falsely and the priests rule by their own power. And my people love to have it so. But what will you do in the end? Jeremiah 14, 14. And the Lord said to me, The prophets prophesy lies in my name. 
I have not sent them, commanded them, nor spoken to them. They prophesy to you a false vision, divination, a worthless thing, and the deceit of their hearts. Lamentations 2.14 Your prophets have seen for your false and deceptive visions. They have not uncovered your inequity to bring back your captives, but have envisioned for you false prophecies and delusions. Ezekiel 22.28 Her prophets plastered them with untempered mortar, seeing false visions and divining lies for them, saying, Thus says the Lord God, when the Lord has not spoken. Matthew 7.15 Beware of false prophets, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Matthew 24.11 The many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Matthew 24.24 24. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Luke 6.26 Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. That was a bonus for some of you who think getting along with everyone, so that no one will speak evil of you, is the opectitious life goal to achieve. Didn't Jesus also woe the religious and hard-hearted peeps of his day? 109 times in the Old Testament, and 36 times in the New Testament just in case you wanted statistical support. Whoa, 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 your boat, back to him, back to him, back to it. Second Peter 2.1 But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. 1 John 4.1-3 Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. See the examples of false falsehood? Don't you think you should be able to accurately know who is pulling your leg and who might be healing it? So back to what I said above, which is that that guy said God has no new revelation for us today. Now, no doubt he was referring to the false prophet, but for the sake of misunderstanding or for misunderstanding's sake, I want to address what I heard in my spirit when I read the statement he wrote, and that is that God cannot say anything new, no new revelation. There is a prevailing mindset that if it is not specifically in the Bible, it is not from God. Oh yes, I have met this religious individual and tested their spirit and have measured their fruit. So of course, I challenge what they say when they create massive division, say things God didn't say, and tighten up the Bible so much so that God cannot turn over in his own bed unless he does so the same way every night. Now, I didn't tell the guy that he was nuts, as he didn't have the ears to hear, or the eyes to see, or the heart to know and grow. But so not so for you. It is unacceptable that we cannot have a spiritually adult conversation about the Bible 
without wanting to hang each other in the public square, of course so that everyone knows we were right and that they were wrong. And of course, of course, they were wrong as they are now hanging from the cross, right? Ouch. How many have we hung from a cross on our own self-righteousness? My hand shoots up as I confess my misjudgment of some in the past. Not all, and it doesn't happen all the time, but so that you know it, it also works backwards. I have attributed righteousness to some who are anything but that as well. That wasn't obvious at the time, because if it was, Christianity would be easy. But because Christians are not very teachable, because of a very persistent and personal ignorance of God, we overly caution everything and everyone, or excuse them more readily, because of our position to them, or because they are our friends who speak well of me, you, of us. Maybe it is even because of the position they sit in within the church. All of these have been true in my experience. You're all liars until proven otherwise, so says the pompous self-righteous tree hanger, or they were actually telling the painful truth. I'm almost done, so that I can get to my original message. I just wanted to clean up some rough edges. Nope, I am doing what I seem to do a lot, which is to include more than one message in a message and I'm inclined not to change the title, as I feel that titles are provided to me by God. As he knows, I can build a story, a message around a title. Of course he knows, because that is how he, microbrewed, handcrafted me. John 20, 30. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. You think Jesus did stuff that we don't even know about? Were there signs, wonders, and miracles that we don't even have examples about? John 21, 25. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. Amos 7:10. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to Jeroboam, king of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his words. Now sometimes I go into things I should probably avoid due to my lack of full revelation, but in this case, I will thing it so that you see what I think I see. Specifically the statement, the land is not able to bear all his words. Now I see that it would be very easy for God to overwhelm us if he were to indeed write down his every deed in the books. We, nor the land, could bear all that he has done. Can you imagine him sitting down on a talking rock? And of course it would be talking, as I've already proved everything has a language that can speak to the listening and open ear. God thinking about creating a dragonfly, peacock, especially the white ones. Or how about the parrot, Wilson's bird of paradise, or mandarin duck, the family of jewel beetles, the Tyrannosaurus rex, or even Bigfoot. What was his thoughts and reasons or purpose for handling the dinosaurs the way they were handled? If I didn't know any better, I would think he planted them on earth, knowing we would invite sin, that in his flooding the world, he would sink the dinosaur species into what we now know as our oil reserves. And how much of today do we rely on those carcasses? According to Google, more than 6,000 products get their start in oil. You know, prior to sin, all the dinosaurs were vegetarian. No doubt after sin, they got human hungry. Num, num, num. I guess this is why they're no longer with us. 
What thought to the details of each thing God created? How each looks? My, my, how he painted some of his creatures with an exquisite show of colors, with his mind and heart. How determined? He determined how long each would live. The instincts imparted. Even the guts inside. I always found it a mystery that some of these things appear to be void of blood or lungs. And what about a cockroach? What was he thinking? Well, I think this proves that even God can have an off day. I have said this before, and so I will say it again, unless it is the first time I have said it, which is that the Bible is not the whole story. Is it more than enough for a human? Yes, way more than we can grasp in a hundred lifetimes. And dealing with the other end of the scale, am I saying that we can carelessly add or take away from it? No. Revelations 22:18-19. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, and from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Deuteronomy 4.2 You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Deuteronomy 12.32 Whatever I command you, be careful to observe it, and you shall not add to it, nor take away from it. Proverbs 36 do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you, and you be found a liar. So I get the risk of making a statement that God says what he needs to say, addressing each generation right where they are at. Creative ideas are progressive. He did not give Adam the creative idea to build a railroad system. That was dropped into the generation that needed to hear it. Now you might be thinking, yeah, but this is not revelation. Well, but I might retort, no, you know, I will retort, that creative ideas is not the only thing he releases in specific generational seasons. Yes, he is an enterprise-level God, who also speaks to the individual heart of each person who is open to the idea that he exists. I guess what I might be trying to say, I guess what I might be trying to say is that we don't reject the revelatory prophetic word for today because we have liars in our midst. We have been warned that they exist, but not so that we would withdraw but that we would be careful as to who we listen to. And then, after they pass a spiritual litmus test, we act on the word which may be a right-now word for us, sent by God to aid us in our season. I also guess what I'm trying to say is that we shouldn't tighten the word up so much so that we squeeze out the seeds with the juice. Listen, you are a very different individual than anyone else who has ever existed and who will ever exist. And God will speak to you in other languages other than the King James Version. No one today gets that language, and thank God others caught on to the idea that it's okay to make translations of the Bible that speak to today's generations. Did they add or take away? And to what book should we compare its accuracy? Now I know that God authored the scriptures and used men to document what we needed to hear from the time of their writings to the time he comes back. I'm also seeing that God doesn't use spiritual police to ensure the Bible is being handled properly. He uses teachers to teach what he says. He also teaches others also. 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, Ephesians 4.11.16 We will do okay if we let God handle his business while we handle just the business he gave us to handle. 
Mom and dad didn't need your help to parent, and God doesn't need your help to father. Wow, what a journey to get to the beginning of the original, how I saw it in my mind message. But and but, well, no, but, we might have a first here, which is that I will leave this one alone and not move forward with what I thought I needed to address. Yes, I will practice what he preaches, which is that I will not add or take away from what he says. I know, I'm here all morning, or at least until 7.30. Well, that's it for today. Keep in mind you have probably never had someone give you the woe down on woe statistics. I'm sure it's a gift. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.